Coming up, details for Avatar Land have finally been announced. A man assaults three Disney cast members at Epcot, and we'll have some trivia for you. And later on in the show, we're going to be joined by Orlando Sentinel Theme Parks reporter Dwayne Bevel. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 651 for the week of October 15th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. And Craig, my headphones are still are like all loud again, so if we can down them a little bit, that would be great. Sorry about that. Uh, welcome to the show. Nice to be back. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Sean Thompson, also known as Shane Thomas, and Mrs. Julie Martin, looking resplendent, I might add. Um, back in the production nook, uh, Craig Williams and Dustin West. Okay, he looks creepy. Yeah, Dustin looks scary. Wait, go back to, to Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, he does. He's like, yeah, it's a little. It's like horror movie scary. Like Blair Witch and the <laughs> kid in the corner thing. Sorry. <laughs> All right, um, we have some uh, some good stuff coming up this week. I'm really excited. Dwayne Bevel's going to be with us for the next segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, What's coming up in the next few years in Orlando theme parks and what we think the impact is going to be. So that should be an interesting discussion. Really happy to have him coming on. So that's in our next segment right after this one. And uh, got a few things in housekeeping I want to mention. First, our, uh, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged airs every Thursday, DizUnplugged.com. This week, Tony Spatel has a surprising review of the Blue Bayou Restaurant and the team talks to Taylor Roberts about his popular trip report, We Moved to Disneyland, Now What? That's this Thursday, disunplugged.com. And I'm interested to see what Tony Spatel's surprising review of Blue Bayou is. Uh, surprising must mean that the food was actually edible. And the when light, they turn the lights on, exactly. they turn the lights <laughs> exactly. on, so you can see what you're eating. Um, also want to remind everybody, we are still selling tickets for Dizapalooza. Today is the last day. Is it? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Today we're closing it out tonight. So if you're listening why, to the show, why are we doing that? Because we need time to make the credentials. We need time to ship them to people. So we need set leeway. Party's in two months. We're going to be away for a week. Yeah. Um, we're going to be away at the end of October. If you have so any people who are international, you got to make sure those get they there. They get there in time, right? So we've got some some stuff we got to take care of. All right. We have almost 400 people joining us. We at, do. There's uh, <coughs> a Palooza December 6th. So if you're watching live and you want to <laughs> join us. Uh, for Dizapalooza, there'll be a link somewhere, right? On the, the Diz boards, the show notes page, I'm sure Sean will add that, but on the Diz boards, there's a whole thread about it. We announced it on that thread. We announced it last week. So hopefully, you know, people who want to go have signed up. We got a lot of signups this last week. People sort of... Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed it kept going decision. up. Yeah, the link for Dizapalooza is the first link on every show notes page. So Excellent. It's easy to find. And, of course, uh, there is uh, Diz Cruise. 5.0? 5.0. Or, I'm sorry, Podcast Cruise 5.0. Getting my I know, cruise <laughs> nomenclature <laughs> mixed up. Right. Cruise nomenclature. Um, but that's uh, November 30th uh, of 2014, seven nights, I believe. Correct. And that takes place over my 50th birthday. So. It does. Eric gets to miss two weeks of school. Wow. <laughs> Thanksgiving break. Cruise. <laughs> um, so, 
we'll have links to that up. Oh, okay, it's weird. I'm on the Diz homepage and I'm seeing the little uh, embed <laughs> of the of the player, and it's like <laughs> me five like eight seconds ago. Um, there I am. There I am. There I am. <laughs> it's Julie. Um, so that's what I have for housekeeping. Anybody else? You mentioned my two things. You stole mine. Oh, ladies only show next Monday. At next two, Monday. Uh, Leah has restrictions on Mondays as far as like Dave is concerned, um, being able to help with the kids and stuff. So our show have to be at show have to be at two Eastern Standard Time, okay. one Central Time. So two p.m. Next Monday week? the eighteenth. It's going to be at two a.m. Actually, it's going to be the night. <laughs> <laughs> the nighttime lady show. <laughs> the ladies of the night. We haven't. Well, ladies that of will the not evening. Not be happening. <laughs> At 2 a.m., I'm drooling, snoring, grinding my teeth. (laughs) That would make a very interesting show. (laughs) We're going to have Corey film you while you're sleeping. Um, Oh, God. Okay, anything else for housekeeping? I do. Uh, I have been asked to just mention that there is a Give Kids the the World meet in Dallas on March 22nd. The folks in Dallas are looking for you all to come and join them. There you go, Casey. I plugged your meet. March 22nd, cool. March 22nd in Dallas. The second thing I need to know is I talked about it last week. We have our um, sort of unique Italy trip, and there are eight spaces left. That's room for four couples. Seen a couple come in recently, yeah. uh, The thing is, we not only have a space restriction, we have a room restriction. So if we have a certain number of rooms, we have enough rooms to fill for four couples or... If we take more people than that, we're restricted to eight people. So if you're interested, it's time to make the jump. Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, there's a thread on the Diz boards with some of the, uh, the details in it. If you have any questions, please let me know. Awesome. Looking forward to that trip, by the way. Now, I want you to know if you look at it, you are not registered yet. And I have a reason for that. And during the break, if you want to know what my reason is. Oh, I think I know. Okay, good. I think I know. Um, but I'm going anyway. I, know, I just wanted you <laughs> to know. Or not. I don't know what you're if, looking at the list. If going. you look at the list and think he didn't book me, I have a reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Going once, going twice. Johnny with the news. All right. Um, our first news story: Universal Studios roller coaster stuck. 140 feet in the air for nearly three hours. Oh my lord! How does this happen? Did how you, is this allowed to this happen? This was all over the news that night. I was uh, I, when we came back from the cruise. I was watching Survivor on TiVo, and it's every commercial break, they they took the entire commercial break to have this grainy helicopter footage of this. And all they kept saying is, "You won't miss Survivor," <laughs> <laughs> which I find, I appreciate. I do. I do. I, usually, they take the whole show off. Right. For the news. <laughs> or they, right, they do it after the commercial. Uh, the Universal Studios Orlando roller coaster Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket got stuck last Wednesday night, leaving riders stranded for two and a half hours, 140 feet above the ground. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And it was just as it started to yep. crest the hill. So they brought firefighters up who brought them uh, blankets. I thought that was interesting. It was so much colder, 140 oh. feet in the air. Oh. One rider was hospitalized for back and neck pains from sitting in a locked position while the roller coaster was stuck for several hours. Park spokesman Tom Schroeder called the incident a technical glitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. We went to college for that, I bet. (laughs) Schroeder told CNN that the Hollywood Rip Ride rocket didn't restart like it's supposed to when it reaches the highest point. This is when the roller coaster got stuck, leaving the riders stranded and helpless. While the cars towards the front were closer to level, 
with a view over the hill. Those farther behind were, quote, sitting straight back with oh, no way to move because it's straight down, one park visitor, Ray Downs, told CNN affiliate Wesh. Uh, it was literally a 90-degree angle for those who were stuck. I would have been freaking out. So that has to be a, a break zone for that coaster. If there's any kind of fault, it goes there and stops. I think the whole coaster has the has that locking mechanism where at any yeah. point it can stop. Well, it didn't restart is what they said. And I think to myself, as I'm going over the hill, the roller coaster restarts. <laughs> I, thought, yeah. it reboots. I, I, I thought gravity kind of took over for that. You know, yeah, it does. It does once it gets over the top. But yeah, something was, something sorry. obviously triggered a. I don't know arm. too much about this ride, but isn't there some kind of weird? So you're not sitting per se. You are don't you? have it's, a shoulder harness on this ride. I know so you're just open. Your it, chest is like your chest is totally open. open it's just your lap, oh, right, Craig? From what I could see. Yeah, it's um, it's just got a lap bar that goes over. But that just has a lap bar. It's yeah. that insane ride. It's unlike any lap bar you've ever seen before. It's very like, weird. It's okay. about this thick. Does it fondle you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> have yeah. you ever ride? Have you ever ridden the Hulk? No. Have we met? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know me? The Hulk will change your sex. Yeah. The restraints are. You will come off a different sex. I don't even like to watch people ride the Hulk. No, I've never ridden this ride. Um, Luckily, when it first came out, I was pregnant, and so I didn't have to. Corey couldn't make me. (laughs) Didn't have to. Um, So I never will ride it now. I'm not real big on these kind of rides well, anyway. I got my, my niece and nephew coming into town this week, and they're roller coaster fanatics. So we'll see if they're uh, if they're up to trying it, and uh, well, if, if, even if it's open yet. Is it has it, it really open, open the next day or the open day the next it was, day. Well, I heard it was going to be closed for a while for them to. No, it's it opened the honestly. Day. It's not a really big issue. It's just. This I'll tell a, that to the people that were on it. It's the <laughs> biggest roller coaster that's in Orlando mm-hmm. in terms of height, and Disney does a smart thing, and they kind of hide all their rides either with theming or they put them inside a building so that way whenever things get stuck the news can't just jump on it because they can't just point it out whenever a roller coaster is stuck at the top of a 160 foot hill there's no way to hide it it happens all the time I mean back in when Forbidden Journey well, I, don't think this, up, I don't think this happens all the time where it, they're stuck in a position like that for three hours no absolutely not I mean that's you, you take the chance of riding any ride that right. you're going to get stuck. Unfortunately, they got stuck in the worst place they could. What do you yeah. think they did for three hours? Chess. Screamed and cried. Same solitaire. <laughs> Several of them were children, too. Prayed. Oh. They played that heads-up game you showed us. Oh, <laughs> oh Ellen DeGeneres' game? Ellen DeGeneres' game. John um, won't, pay, won't play that with me when I'm in the car. No, it's like when you're in the car driving. I refuse to. <laughs> uh, Tom Schroeder said it wasn't the first time an incident like this has happened at the theme park. That's good PR. Really? Quote, <laughs> we are going to work to understand what happened before we reopen the ride again. I really and wish... the ride was opened again on Thursday morning. I really wish they already understood what happened. Right. Before Can we fix happens. that restarting thing at the top yeah. of the hill? Whew. I mean, has any of been been stuck on a Disney ride? I yep. was stuck yeah. on um, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Just as we went up the hill. Yeah. And they explained it to us when we got off. Apparently, there are sensors in the water, and if somebody puts their hand in the water, you know, they tell you don't put your hand in the water. If you put your hand in the water, the sensor can read your hand as another vehicle, mm-hmm. and that means the vehicles are too close, and it stops the ride. We actually, Taylor, it was Taylor and I stuck on Splash Mountain. Yeah, we actually had to be taken off the ride and walked out. <clears throat> 
That I had. But it not... wasn't scary because we were inside. You know, I didn't know how. Were you on a hill or anything? We were, but it was towards the like we weren't um, anywhere that was scary. You know, we had just started up the hill, so everybody yeah. was. But it was like you know there was a headrest and you sort of just laid there. I've been stuck on rides, but I've never had to be evacuated no. from one. Oh, so well, you know, I haven't I, had that experience. I think getting out of space or uh, Splash Mountain seemed kind of easy as to being 160 feet in the air, and now you're yeah. laying flat back. Stand up, climb up over the seat in front of you, and then climb down the 160 yeah. foot ladder to the platform. <laughs> right. One of the right, one of the scariest part was the people who were in the back. There was nothing around them that they could get out onto. Mm-hmm. They had to wait for the. the how did they get them out? With like a, like a, the coaster eventually crested the hill. I and think they, they walked figured out how to get it they, to they, keep moving it up. They put giant hooks on it and they winch it over the crest. Of oh the my hill. god! Okay, wait a second. So after waiting three <laughs> hours in in that position, then all of a sudden they like. Throw you all over the place in this roller coaster, <laughs> no. and then once you you know how you know how stiff you get sitting in one space for twenty minutes. Imagine sitting there for three hours. Now they've got you at the top of the hill, and they're telling you, "Get out, walk down." Oh, they didn't actually make them go through the roller coaster. No, no they took them. They down. evacuated them off the top of the ride. Oh, I thought you like they, they they figured out how to get it to crest they the hill, and then the thing just went. And no, they would have <laughs> here's to, your ride. Um, Sorry for the long wait. They would have to hook that wing that winch to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next news story: Avatar Land details and artwork announced for Animal Kingdom at its first ever D twenty three. Excuse me. <clears throat> at its first ever D twenty three Expo in Japan, <clears throat> I still have a frog in my throat. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Disney released... Stop eating frogs. <coughs> Boy. Okay, this is where we're going to edit and start again. <laughs> at, the, at its first ever D23 Expo in Japan, Disney released brand new concept art and information about the upcoming Avatar Land coming at Disney's Animal Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. While the working relationship between Disney Imagineer, Imagineering and James Cameron... Uh, has been reported as being a rocky one. This shows that the project is still on track and well into development stages. And what is being called the, quote, largest expansion in the history of the park, Disney's Animal Kingdom, the Avatar-inspired land will include the landscape of Pandora with its floating mountains and glowing trees. Imagineers say that guests will also, quote, discover what it feels like to soar into the sky riding a banshee. In addition, in addition to a new land and new attractions, Imagineers are planning new entertainment for Disney's Animal Kingdom, including a first-ever nighttime show for the park. The show will include live music, floating <laughs> lanterns, water screens, and swirling animal imagery. Mm. Kilimanjaro Safari will also stay open later and offer a special nighttime version of the attractions. Ooh. Lions attack you at night. <laughs> <laughs> More details and information about about Animal Kingdom's new Avatar-inspired land to come as the project moves forward. Um, I don't know if this is information that's been spelled out, but looking at those pictures that you posted in the blog, looks like there's going to be a water ride. Yeah, there is. Oh, really cool. uh-huh. yeah. It's going to be a boat ride. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's more like um, kind of Small World or something. It's an it's an inside dark ride, um, but that's what that's when you're going to see the uh, kind of the glowing trees and stuff. Um, I think the most exciting part of this news, though, is uh, the nighttime Kilimanjaro safari ride. I don't really? care about Avatar at all. What would yeah. you see? There's no lights out there. I don't know. They can see you, though. I think it's they're just changing gonna be, it. It's going to be a thrill ride. They're just going to turn off all the lights and go as fast as they can. <laughs> well, they're going to attach stakes to you and then <laughs> um, rub you down with, you know. From A1. what I understand, they're actually training half the animals to be daytime animals and then half the animals to be nighttime animals. Oh. So I think they're going to have two sets. So while one set's sleeping, 
they're gonna have the night crew come out <laughs> third shift <laughs> and do whatever so they try are they trying to make animal kingdom a nighttime park i think that's their goal yeah especially yeah. with the nighttime uh, entertainment so instead of flying carpets or flying dumbos there or flying triceratops. Yeah, flying There's going now going to be banshees. Flying banshees. Which, <laughs> right. I don't remember that from the movie. What Great. is a banshee? The thing they That's ride. The thing that you oh, plug your head they're called. Into. A, yeah. <laughs> it's a. Oh, see, I was so. Corey made me watch Am that. Lying is that, that right? That's plug how they hair into it. Yeah. Right. That's how they talk. Uh, <laughs> they talk. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have to have longer hair. You've given me the. I'm sorry. I'm gonna try one of these. <clears throat> what is that? A German cloth drop. From Rotenberg is very efficient. <laughs> um, Strict. It works very quickly. <laughs> it's goose stepping. <laughs> and what really surprises me is they've never done anything at night at Animal Kingdom because it was going to be bad for the animals. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I understand that they're going to have now specially trained animals that are going to have like earplugs and stuff for at night. <laughs> but isn't that still going to disturb the animals in the back of the park if you have fireworks? Well, I think they're sleeping. Well, no, they're, they're not doing fireworks. Yeah. We're not shooting at the animals. <clears throat> oh, then I'm not going. <laughs> What's the sense of going then? They're, They're not going to have fireworks? Ride. No. Oh. No, they'll never do fireworks at Animal no. Kingdom. No. no. Fr- from the artwork, it looked like just kind of like um, well, they a said a water show. Sh- They said a water show. There's going to be fountains. There's going to be fountains. kind of like the Animal Kingdom version of World of Color. World of Color, That yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. Where would they put the water screens? There's I that, thinking electric light. There's ride. that... Um, the river? <laughs> there's the like river that goes around uh, That was originally a boat ride. Yeah. yeah. But... There's that main, I, what I would imagine, that main viewing area outside Expedition Everest in Asia. and They're also going to light up that turquoise tree. They're going to light uh, up the Tree of Life. Oh, yeah. The turquoise tree. Some of that artwork, for sure. <laughs> I'm excited about Avatar Land. I think that I love the movie. I watched the movie like six times. And I like I the think, visuals. I just don't really connect with the story or anything. Me neither. But, but I think it's going to be beautiful, like visually. I yeah. think the, the creativity and stuff it's going to take to actually build it is Someone going to be tweeted the other day they're going to have a stilted dialogue ride. <laughs> I retweeted that. That was, <laughs> that was Billy yeah. Eichner, yeah. <laughs> stilted dialogue. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, John. What's next? Our next news story. Escape from Tomorrow results in underwhelming box office numbers. <laughs> oh, this is a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> really? Who ever thought this coming? I made it with my handy cam. <laughs> Escape from Tomorrow, a fantasy horror film shot guerrilla style at Walt Disney World Resort without permission from first-time feature filmmaker Randy Moore, opened in 30 theaters to $66,000 in total revenue. Entertainment lawyer slash sales agent for the film, John Sloss, said he was, quote, pleased with the numbers for Escape from Tomorrow, pointing out that most of the film's weekend runs were midnight showings. Quote, we played for cult status, and there was obvious limitations for day and date, said Sloss. The black and white and unrated Escape from Tomorrow, which premiered in January at the Sundance Film Festival, follows an unemployed father whose sanity is challenged by a chance encounter with two underage girls and a series of disturbing (coughs) visions mainly based on the park's audio animatronic figures, fairy princesses and thrill rides. In all fairness I've had days like that (laughs) in the park. He's making a sequel my 15 minutes are up (laughs) Yeah right. Now John and Craig, you guys not only saw it, you did a review for the show, for the, for the site. You did a blog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us all about it, Statler and Waldorf. I don't... <laughs> we were actually going Statler for Cisco and, and Ebert. I, I think Wanzi and Doug are better. <laughs> um, I don't think any, they were trying to make this a blockbuster. I don't think... The, I mean, this news... It's, 
it's not surprising to anyone. I, don't, I think it's exactly what they intended it for. Um, I think this is perfect for midnight showings. <coughs> um, <laughs> Are people going to dress up and chant? It's just like Rocky Horror. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind this movie. It's so bizarre. Like the uh, the only word that I could think of when I after I watched it was just bizarre. And I Craig watched it too, and he has, um, yeah. I think a pretty similar opinion as I do. No, I I loved it. I thought it was genius. <laughs> um, it's, it, I don't know if it's genius. That's a pretty similar strange. opinion. I, <laughs> exactly the same. I heard the acting was pretty distracting. Oh, the acting was horrible. But, but you both gave it three stars. I because it's a it's. Has anyone else seen it? No. Are we the only two? No, I haven't seen it. All right. <laughs> Is, does anybody else plan to? No. 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 Maybe. Yeah, you have to watch it. No, no, I don't. I don't. No, I do not. I'm not <laughs> obligated to that. I think what, the most surprising part for me is that we did the review, we put it on Facebook, and the, the comments on Facebook were just awful. Like, everyone is so against this movie. Yeah, I read that, um, too. I mean, someone said even threw up in their mouth about it. Like, <laughs> Ew. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just so extreme. Um, but for what it was, I liked watching it because of the filming locations. It was fun to watch and see where they were in the park, how they filmed it, because there were some shots that I was even a little confused about. They were in the contemporary resort. He was on the balcony. Um, where was the camera? All that, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. The story is just really weird. Um, but it's fun in a weird way. It's definitely not for children. Don't let kids watch this. It's there's Supposedly the, the last five minutes are totally shocking. That's what I've read. The if it was a movie, shocking. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's... There's, is it a bloody horror film? Is it a gory horror uh, film? There's some gore, but not extreme. It's not really like, more suspense than anything else. Oh, it's a no, horror it's not film? suspenseful. Yeah, <laughs> it's something else entirely. I mean, like, you really can't no, describe. Yeah, you can't describe it. It's really campy. It's exactly <laughs> what you would word. expect from a cult midnight movie. Uh, and if you go into it with that kind of expectations, it's it's perfect. Kind of the same way Rocky Horror is. You don't expect it to be a blockbuster movie. It's there are just, songs. Is it as no? Is it as wonderfully terrible as the movie The Room? I've never seen that. Uh, I've I mean, seen clips of that, but I haven't seen the full thing. It's amazing. <laughs> what shots do you see of Disney World? Is it one of those things where people who are Disney fans are going to want to see it to see those shots? Oh, the whole movie practically is um, is inside Disney World or Disneyland. They're kind of they kind of play. You know, they go back and forth between Disneyland and Disney World, um, but they say that it's Disney World the entire time. Um, the the parts that are really heavy with dialogue, though they film those in separate locations. Like there's a pool scene that they filmed off property. Um, I think there's like a nurse kind of hospital scene that they filmed off property. Yes. Um, but the most the most of the film is actually in the parks. Yeah. And um, does the film have a story? Does it have an arc to it? Uh, there is a story. It's very loose though, and kind of all over the place. Uh, the, the point of the film was to take kind of this perception of Disney as just everything's perfect um, and then to have like these awful things. So like it's a dad, he loses his job, he sees these young girls, he's kind of like predatory against them and it's kind of creepy. Um, and then just this kind of crazy stuff happens and yeah. Well, like I said, I have even less desire to see it now, so <laughs> thanks think, for that. Do you but, think it costs more than $66,000 to make? No, no. Um, <laughs> do you think they made a profit? I read that it cost them six hundred thousand. <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be on budget Ow. for two hundred thousand, but it ended up going way over budget. What did they spend the money on? Annual passes, Mickey well, bars, hotel <laughs> rooms, TV tapes. What they had to do was he was so afraid to edit the movie in L.A. where he lives that he um, he went to South Korea 
to edit the movie, uh, so that uh, way he was hiding from Disney. It, well, <laughs> you have to think about South it. Korean it's editing, oh. traveling, all that, and then yeah. paying people over there to do it. Um, Iowa was out of the question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> really, never mind that. You could have went to what? San Diego. <laughs> he just wanted to be way off, way off the grid. Uh, all right. Uh-huh. All right. All right. One last news story. Drunken man punches two Epcot workers, hits another in face with pipe. Oh my, where'd he get a pipe? <laughs> That's the question. It's backstage. I mean, he was backstage when it oh, happened. Austin D. Van Hill is charged with aggravated battery, battery, and felony battery after authorities said he hit two Epcot employees and then struck another with a metal pipe. Well, the bright side, we found the missing link. <laughs> <laughs> It does look like that Australia Pithilis or whatever it's called. <laughs> Officials said that they were called to Epcot on Saturday at about 7 p.m. When deputies arrived, they found D. Van Hill, who appeared to be intoxicated, screaming and causing a disturbance in the park. Authorities then escorted him to a backstage area where they said he continued yelling incoherently and, odd, and yelling odd statements. During the time at which D. Van Hill was resisting, he fell on the ground and cut his chin and jaw. According to park cast members, he punched an employee in the head in an off-limits section of Epcot. The punch caused a large cut on the employee's head. Investigators said another cast member was punched in the face when he attempted to stop D. Van Hill from taking a Disney cargo work cart. The third Disney cast member was struck in the face and neck with a 36-inch PVC pipe. Unbelievable. Both cast members who were punched were taken to the hospital. The third, by the pipe, was not transported. That was a girl. <laughs> he survived. He didn't have to go. He was with a pipe. She, apparently. She. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's probably a princess. She can <laughs> take one to the face. <laughs> it was Merida. <laughs> it was Merida. No. Um, I, this whole thing is just, I mean, apparently so he totally flipped out backstage. And apparently well, piping clearly, is just laying around. You know, even I though he was, was more, I mean. He, Obviously, we don't know until the, unless they did like a toxicology report on this guy. But was he on drugs? I think it was bath salts. Well, I think in addition to the alcohol. I think you know, obviously, he was intoxicated, and that certainly played a role in it. But it, the way this all played out, there were, there were other issues before he started drinking. I mean, there's some. I think there's probably some mental issues there. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I, I know some people might be inclined to say, "Oh, food and wine festival. People are drinking so much," but we rarely hear. I've never heard of this before. We rarely hear about anything like this. Uh, with it, so I think yeah. you know this is just one of those circumstances where you have somebody with a lot of a lot of issues and, and he got really drunk. And and alcohol's there all the time, right? Right, right exactly. Yeah. It's not like exactly. oh, all of a sudden it's available. And they I mean, it is it. definitely more prevalent, and people are drawn more to Epcot to drink during food and wine than they would be during other periods of time. But um, you know, I, that, again, that has really nothing to do with it. It's just I think this guy just had has, the vast has issues. The, the hugely vast majority of people behave themselves. As oh yeah, you said we never hear this. You never hear it, and you really never see it. I don't see a lot of people acting stupid at food and wine. I don't really run into a lot of that. So, um, but what you always have to keep in mind with the food and wine festival is, if you're driving, um, the police are lined up. <laughs> lined yeah, up waiting it's like for a cab you. Line. <laughs> it is. <laughs> because they're just going to start pulling people over randomly knowing somebody is probably probably over sure. the legal limit, you know. So, but um, you know, I hope the guy gets the help he needs. I mean, I think it's sad for everybody. Yeah, yeah, especially the cast members. Around. I mean, my god, they put up with enough, but yeah. to have somebody actually physically haul off and belt them, I hope they're certainly okay. I agree. 
All right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you very much for that, John. We're going to move on to rapid fire. Uh, I'm not sure what order you guys have them in. So, well, first we got John. All right, all right. Um, uh, the organization AWalkAroundTheWorld.org is holding a very special fundraiser. And I thought this was an interesting concept, not just from what they were doing, but I thought maybe it might spur some other people for an idea. Um, they're actually doing a three-day walk at Walt Disney World in Florida. And there's event, a reg, there's event registration fees, but there's also fundraising fees. Uh, included in the event fees are things like your accommodations and some meals and theme park entrance. And then you're asked to be sponsored by somebody, by other folks, to raise additional money for different charities. This particular group does um, uh, multiple charities. It's not just for one. So you can pick what you want the money to go to. Things like AIDS research, breast cancer, uh, multiple sclerosis, world hunger, things like that. I thought this was an interesting idea, and I thought maybe if someone out there was looking to do something like that for Give Kids the World. Uh, well, how much of a walk is this? You say it's over three days. It's but- three days, and it's you know they stop at night, obviously, and they... They go back to um, you know their hotels and stuff. But each day there's going to be special maps for places that they're going to walk through each park. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, I did. I've never heard of this before, but it was nice looking at their website. They it's all around the world. So this, I think, this photo on the screen that was actually in France. Right. Then um, there was one in Italy. I saw. So they have pictures of every every section of this walk. So it's cool. And this is the first time they've done it at Walt Disney World. Yeah. And it was interesting if you read through the site, it said things like, you know, we're doing it differently this time. You don't have to sleep in a tent. There's no group showers. What can you imagine on property? I don't know. What's <laughs> right. the registration fee? Uh, so they have different levels. If you re- if you do a $350 registration fee, you have to raise a minimum of $1,650. You can do a non-fundraising registration where the registration fee is $995, okay. but there's no money raised. And then there's a non-walking family and friends who want to join you for $995. So basically what it seems like what they've done is they've contacted Disney groups, held some group space, got some group tickets. Smart. And then they're really uh, smart. Count, they're using that registration fee to offset that cost, but then also some of that will go to the charities themselves. It's November 14th through the 17th, 2013. Um, and then you'll have a link in the show notes page if you wanted to participate in this particular event. But I think it's something to keep in mind for yeah. those who are looking to do an event. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. I have two. My first one's really fast. Canadian residents can get a 20% discount on Bahamian cruises between uh, January 10th of 2014 and February 28th. Canadian residents save 20% when they book a three- or four-night Bahamian itinerary on the Disney Magic. Stateroom categories must be 4A through 11B. Offer includes select sailings between the January 10th and February 28th. It excludes the 17th, 20th, and February 14th and 17th sailings. <laughs> Do you think they did this because they just had Thanksgiving? Maybe. Maybe. There's a lot of discounts that just came out. The military, some military, some Florida residents for that time frame, I think they're looking to well, fill that shift. I just love how the, the offer is for travel uh, January to the end of February, and then there are like four sailings like in February, sailings. five sailings. six weeks, and I have six. Four of them um, are blocked out. Gratuities and port charges are not included. All discounts are subject to availability, and you have to have proof of Canadian residency. Cool. My second one is that Adventures by Disney has just released a new 
itinerary. It goes on sale tomorrow. It's eight days and seven nights in Norway. It's called Fjords, Bergen, and Oslo. There will be seven nights, and you will do things like fishing and exploring and seeing the fjords. It sounds like a Johnny Quest trip to me, but... Um, I think this sounds great. I, I would I'd love to do Norway. The only problem I have is that there's a lot of hotels in seven days. That's a lot of moving. The dates are May 31st, July 5th, July 12th, July 19th, July 26th, August 2nd, and September 6th. September 6th is an adult-only trip. So is the first one. May so, is an adult-only trip as well. One of the things okay. that uh, is kind of an issue, uh, Pete wants to take a look at that list. One of the things that's kind of an issue with this is that anybody who's already decided they want to go on a trip next year or next summer has kind of already made plans. Yeah. This is really hard for someone to now, you know, switch gears and say, I want to go to Norway. So I don't know how popular they're going to be. Um, People who do Adventures by Disney's love these trips and always want to go someplace different. So a new trip is always very exciting. Current pricing. Now, please keep in mind that Adventures by Disney works similarly to Disney Cruise Line. As space on the adventure fills, prices increase. Because this is starting booking tomorrow, the cost for almost every trip... I'm sorry, today, you're right, is $49.89 per person based on double occupancy. These prices will go up as the trips sell. So, and forty-seven thirty-nine per person or per child based on double occupancy. I don't have single traveler rates, but single traveler rates are six something, sixty-three. I think I remember saying. Right. Um, so, if, again, plug that if you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, you'll get our early booking discount on this trip, and that's based on the total price of the trip. So, depending on how much you spend will be how much we give you off as a discount. If you have any questions, please write to Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, and I will get answers for you. So anything in there stand out? Like, oh well, God, yeah. Do <clears throat> I'm looking at uh, embark on an aquatic odyssey that will take you and your family on part boat adventure and part cultural exploration. So I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds really good. Via RIB, rigid inflatable boat. The, the blow-up <laughs> boat going down the fjord. Disney has a way of really wording things. And you think, wow, this sounds great. And then you read the details oh. and it's like, oh. And you think to yourself, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't even know that could happen. <laughs> and there's something about those rigid inflatable that just don't work for me. Um, but I don't know. I, I, just the idea of going to Norway is something I've always wanted to do. I agree. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's one I'm definitely going to think about. Wait until you see the movie Frozen. That's what this is being released this is for, a, right? A tie-in. Tie-in. Okay. Frozen. All right. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Kevin, let's move over to Jonathan. All right. Mine is related to uh, Norway and uh, the new movie Frozen. So there's going to be a new meet and greet at the uh, Norway Pavilion. Um, and you, you'll be able to meet the new princesses, Elsa and Anna from Frozen, which opens in uh, the end of November. Um, they're also going to do um, some renovations to the stave church and open up like a new exhibit based on Norway. So I think they're going to get rid of the, uh, the uh, figures in there. They kind of have like a current cultural thing in there. Um, I don't think anyone goes in there except for like cast members to make out or something, but they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're going to change it to frozen, which is kind of sad. I think I like the older uh, exhibits. Now there's going to be a line. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, if you, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going there. Um, so yeah, they're gonna. Um, you'll be able to meet the princesses in there, and uh, that opens up in early November. Cool. So go out and make out before you before they close it. So. All right. Now I'm going Thank to you. church the next time. Stave Church. I do like that church. Mrs. Martin. 
Okay, so I have two, but um, my, one of mine is really short too. So, um, Fit to Run, a new athletic footwear store, is going to be opening at Downtown Disney, um, the West Side, next month. It's going to help runners find their perfect pair of athletic shoes by using a complimentary videotaped gait analysis and an eye step barometric screening. Once you pick your pair, you can test them out. They have an indoor track that you can run on to make sure they're exactly what you want. I'm going to have to get a credit card for. <laughs> <laughs> They're also going to um, feature different sorts of events like of clinics and um, new product introductions. And they're going to be located sort of across from House of Blues next to the new curl store. Um, I think this is great. They're, you know, taking advantage of All the huge. The well, yeah. you're right. Exactly. People like run, they're running like crazy these days. I'm not. But um, anyway, so I'm sure there are a lot of people that will be really excited about this. And I've actually seen one of these stores before and I don't remember where. But I have seen one before. And then um, tomorrow night on ABC, uh, Toy Story of Terror. (laughs) It's going to be tomorrow night. I think it's uh, set, um, yeah, eight hour time, seven central on ABC. So check it out. My kids are excited. Cool. Cool. Thank you, Julie. Gregory? Uh, Chef Remy will no longer be appearing at Chefs de France starting October 24th. So if you want to see him at Chefs de France. He's being exterminated. He's being exterminated, stepped on, whatever you want to say. If Shot you, with a shotgun. If you knew he was there to begin with, then he's leaving. That was actually a very cool I, thing I that they did. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. They did it. And while he was adorable, the star of the show was the gentleman who walked Remy around. He was very funny and very involved. There's a lady, too, I think, isn't oh, there? I haven't met her. I've, I've only ever seen a lady. The same guy. Really? I've never seen a guy. They're ladies, like an opera singer, and she sings. And it's, I don't know if we should talk about how, how they do it, but it's, so they're really talented when they're they have the talented, lid to yeah. the... Yeah. I was just going to say, the gentleman who did it, He, in my opinion, he was the star of the show. Yeah. So I'm sorry that they're taking it away. Yeah, I think me it's too. I think thing. it should be permanent. Did you guys experience Remy when we went to Disneyland Paris in that restaurant? In the buffet. You yeah. were with us, uh-huh. right? It was completely different. Instead of Remy walking around and interacting with people, it was just they would play like beach American beach music, and he would dance to it. It was really bizarre. <laughs> like this. He Isn't like, he a French rat? I, not only is he a French rat, but we were in Paris. So why, <laughs> not, why not capitalize on that? The whole thing was sort of surreal. I was like, why are they doing this? There were some weird things in Disneyland Paris. The California grill was like grandma's attic. Yeah. It was a lot of lace doilies and... We all got a hamburger. And we all got $65 hamburgers. Oh, the crazy, crazy expensive hamburgers, yeah. A crazy expensive hotel. So Poor Remy. All right. Thank you, uh, Craig, for that. That will do it for Rapid Fire. And uh, given where we are time-wise, I think we do have time to do the Dizboard's Top Ten as well as the Trivia. So, Excellent. Well, we don't have slides created for them because I threw these in at the last minute. Uh, I did want to do the top 10 threads from disboards.com for September. wasn't here last week, so I didn't get a chance to do it. Number 10 on the theme park's uh, community board from Butsy113 about a snake on Space Mountain. What can you say about that? Like in the ride vehicle? Uh, I'll have to go look. We'll have to go read it. That sounds awful. A new, anima- a new animatronic. <laughs> Could you imagine in the car with you oh, while the ride's going on and it's being like thrust up into you every time you like go with? Uh, I think I'd pass out. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> the ride vehicle shows up and Sean's like slumped. My over body like would this. shut down. <laughs> this is Space Mountain. I thought you said Splash Mountain. No. That made more sense. Space. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Mountain is all metal inside. Oh, it's weird. Okay, there's snakes. In the <clears> all right, number nine theme parks, attractions, and strategies from Troy Seifert. Scary experience on the monorail. Uh, number eight, 
uh, also on theme parks, uh, Doug7856, uh, asking if any guests are arriving November 1st through the 30th that have received FastPass Plus testing invites. We see a lot of those threads showing up uh, from people whose trips are coming up, and they want to know if anybody's starting to get invites for FastPass Plus or any of the My Magic Plus stuff. And uh, Well, so seeing a lot of those threads one of them actually made the top 10 um a lot of angry people on the budget board number seven budget board uh from this is the year i'm so angry uh dentist charged for behavior management and she's talking about you know her 15 year old daughter i guess had to have some dental work done and it was pretty extensive and like she needed to help them uh, hold her down and keep her calm while they were doing this work because it was very painful. And when she gets the bill, the doctor added a behavior management fee what? Um, to the bill. <laughs> so, um, oh my goodness! Yeah. So that's on the and budget. They had to help hold her own daughter down. That should. Not well, she be. had to help. Yeah. That's. It's how much was Don't it? Don't you sedate Like thirty-five dollars, I think, is what she, was, was what she said. But can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? They have those dentists where you go and they actually like knock you out, right? <laughs> Yeah, to clean your teeth, those ones I like. (laughs) (laughs) Just to walk in the door, they knock you out. (laughs) Whatever you want. Um, Number six, theme park, uh, theme parks, attractions, and strategies. Uh, Andy Man 8, My Magic Plus, and Fast Pass FAQ. That's uh, been a popular thread for a while now. That's been a long-running thread uh, with a lot of questions and answers on the My Magic Plus and Fast Pass Plus uh, initiatives. Um, number five is one that I'm going to have to look into a little more closely uh, as to whether or not I think it's an appropriate thread for for the boards. Um, it's called, it's about double dipping, basically using your magic band to get fast passes and then a ticket to get more. Um, and you know these those sorts of things, those sorts of like gray area strategies. For kind of beating the system, um, I'm not always a big fan of those being on the site. Um, now, I don't know if that's beating the system as of right now. Is it? Well, we, I I don't know. That's you know. It's okay. it's it's gray area stuff. It's just okay. it, I I think it's like gray area stuff. But it may not be. I, that's why I want to look at it a little more. When I looked at, it, I'm like, mm, I don't it's know. It's interesting how I feel about to know that. if people are actually doing it because we had some agents here a couple weeks ago, and they told me specifically they could not get a fast pass because they had magic bands. With their annual passes. Yeah, well, this thread is all about that. So wow. um, I think we're just going to give it a nice big boost uh, saying that by itself. But um, that's on theme parks, attractions, and strategies. That was number five. Uh, number four on the budget board, uh, uh, Blue Ivy. Uh, this is the worst week of my life. A really horrible story about like domestic abuse. And oh, my God. Right before a trip. And, you know, I really, I really appreciated the way she handled herself because – you know, this event that happened in her personal life really affected her trip, and her trip was really budgeted out very carefully. And because of this personal event in her life, that budget kind of got a little messed up, and she wanted to make sure that she could get from point A to point B, do what she need, needed to do with her kids in Disney World. She didn't want to cancel her trip. Um, and uh, I'm happy to say most people on the thread have been decent human beings. We did have a couple of uh, people that weren't, and... Uh, they've been dealt with but uh so yeah uh number four blue ivy budget board the worst week of my life uh number three on the disabilities board by one of our longest serving and best moderators sue m and sue m in minnesota uh with a thread on the guest assistance card 
So, of course, this topic has been very hot lately with Disney making changes to the guest assistance card program. And this thread uh, is kind of talks about some of the rumors and what's actually happening. And she's been she's been doing a good job. They've been doing a good job on that board of really keeping this information. Sue up is to date. awesome. Sue she's really phenomenal. Has, she's got on the ground experience. <clears throat> she's got practical advice for people. She's really. And I, I awesome. you know, arguably, arguably the best moderator on Disports. Um we have many, many good moderators, but she's been around a long time, and she's been a real, a real uh, phenomenal, phenomenal asset to the boards and to that board in particular, the Disabilities Forum. Uh, really happy to see Disabilities, the Disabilities Forum on uh, you know this high up in the uh, in the top ten. That's really nice to see because it doesn't get a huge amount of traffic, but what it gets is really loyal and uh, everybody's there helping. It's a very helpful board. It's not a very angry or judgmental board, and. Um, it's really cool. So uh, definitely check it out. Links to all this, by the way, in the show notes page, uh, disunplugged.com. Um, number two, uh, Emmy's Mommy on Trip Reports. Yes, touring the Cinderella Dream Suite was amazing and 14 other magical days. This is a very popular trip report. This is getting a lot of traffic, this trip report. I was really stunned to see, for the first time ever, uh, trip reports. Uh, taking the number two and the number one spot. Of course, in the number one spot, we all know it's from Style. Jess, she's phenomenal. Uh, Disney Freak 508 is her uh, her username, and uh, that is the number one. But the number two is also a trip report that's getting a lot of a lot of traffic. Yes, touring the Cinderella Dream Suite was amazing, and 14 other magical days by Emmy's mommy, and uh, Emmy's mommy becomes the uh, threat of the month. Nice I mean, Jess, Jess has it anyway because she's like part of the universe. I mean, she's <laughs> ridiculous. And again, 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 it's still two or three. You know, every month, it's either like two or three times more traffic to Jess's thread than the number two thread. Wow. This one was a little bit closer. This one was a little bit closer. But still, you know, from style that people have been loving following her. Uh, we saw that on the show where we had her on. Hope to have her on again soon. So, um, But that's your... Top 10 threads for disboards.com for the month of September. And like I said, disunplugged.com, our show notes page, links to each one of them. So finally, this week, we have a trivia. Um, yeah, I've got some trivia questions for the group. I thought maybe it'd be fun to I'm post excited. some questions and see if you guys can answer it. I want to uh, <laughs> give a little credit. to I found all of these in this book. Um, interesting enough, we were in, I don't know where we were. In the um, name of the book, for those not watching, uh, little known facts about little known facts about, about well known places and about well known places, and it's Walt Disney World um, by Laura Flannery. We were in a bookstore, and this was on the sale sheet, sale table for a couple of bucks, and I just picked it up for fun. It's a short read. It's got some great information in it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Just a quick thing. So I picked a couple out that I thought might be fun to present to the group. No cheating, Kevin. I'm not opening the book at the Laura Lori. I'll help John. L A U R I E. Last name Flannery. F L A N N E R Y. Oh my gosh, you're so he totally got both names wrong. <laughs> right. What did I say? <laughs> Laura Flannery. You said Laura Flan something. <laughs> Laura Flannery. A Lori Flannery. <laughs> it's a funny script. Leave me alone. I'm old. All right, so let's get to it. Really. Our first uh, trivia. What city in the U.S. was the inspiration for Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom? Marsley, Missouri. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, 
Based on Walt's childhood, he lived in that town from 1906 to 1910. So that's an easy one. We all kind of know that. Right. All right. Our next one. What year does the sign above the Emporium say it was established? I'm looking at you, Emporium boy. Yeah, but I made the slides. He so made I, the slides. So, he knows so the you answer. know the answers. <laughs> okay. I'm going to guess 1890. I don't know. It's a year that means something. Oh, I didn't know if it like, was. Is that your guess? How about you? Do you have a guess? 1906? I don't know. 56. 1901. Oh. The year oh, that Walt Disney was born. Oh. Just a little bit more history about this Osh Popham, who is a character from Summer Magic, uh, which is a movie from the 60s that Haley Mills was in. Um, it was actually Burl Ives' character. Osh Popham is the proprietor, proprietor of the Emporium. So 1901 is the year that he opened the store, and he actually opened it on both sides of the street. So there's just there's some cool history Osh there. Osh Popham? Osh Popham. He's excellent. actually in the mural in the uh, Center Street room. So if you go into that room with the big glass dome at the top and you look up, yep. Never knew that. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. <clears throat> what year was the replica of the Liberty Bell placed in Liberty, Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom? We all know the Liberty Bell. It's over by... I would say 1976 for the Bicentennial. Anybody else? I'll say 1970. All right. Anybody? My birth year, 1980. All right. <laughs> Actually, 1987. My birthday. Dang. To commemorate the U.S. Constitution's bicentennial. That's what I meant, the bicentennial of the Constitution. Yes, you did. That's right. <laughs> I should have said that. Um, where, in the Walt Di- where in Walt Disney World does the Roman numeral four appear as I, 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 I? I thought this was a very cool trivia question. Okay, that's... I have no earthly idea. Haunted Mansion? No. Any other guesses? The Mexico Pavilion. Hi, 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 hi. Shut Now we have to pay rights for that music. Your <laughs> <laughs> really YouTube's going to flag that. I was going to say, as if anyone knows what he was singing. I don't. I have no idea. The clock on the front of Cinderella Castle oh. has Roman numerals around it, and the number four is. These were the pictures I, he I. wanted you to run out and get this week. Uh-huh. Not uh, run out and get. Go he to the internet me, and find. He I sends can me the find email it. at 11 p.m. I was able to find a picture. And that, that we have rights to? It was on the Disney Parks blog. You could use oh, it. Oh, there's so much bitterness. <laughs> well, he's so disappointed. Because, no, because he's going. <laughs> I went through every photo of, of, that we had on the site of Cinderella Castle, and none were zoomed in enough to see the numbers. So, All right. Our next. What, you couldn't have driven over? Really? <laughs> I gave you that the beautiful 12, camera. Yeah. Last night at 11, short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will is away. What is the only building on Main Street, USA, in the Magic Kingdom built to full scale? And we all know everything else is forced perspective, where the upper levels are. The fire smaller. station. Anybody else? I, I, would, I was going to guess the fire station. I want to say I don't know the name of it. Exhibition Hall. Excellent. Exhibition Hall. Exposition. Exposition. Right. Exposition Hall. Does anybody know why? Because it blocks the contemporary. You got it. That's exactly the right answer. They tell you that on the Keys to the Kingdom tour. The fire department looks like it's full scale, but it's actually not. When you're inside Walt's apartment, the windows are smaller Mm. upstairs. Okay. Uh, Where in the Magic Kingdom can you find one of the largest seamless projection screens in the world? This is only the Magic Kingdom. I'd say it would have to be uh, PhilharMagic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's the only projection screen I can think of. Any other guesses? Wait, what about monsters? Laugh floor. Is that a projection? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. change your answer. 
Monsters oh, yeah. Laugh Floor. Probably is Monsters no, Laugh Floor. No, it's actually Mickey's PhilharMagic. Is you it? You guys are right. <laughs> it's 120 feet wide by 28 feet high. It's one of the largest ones in the world. Wow. What is the one and only sign on Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom that can be seen from outside of the park? Say that again. The train now? station sign. What is the one and only sign? I'll make oh. it a little easier for you. What is the only window on Main Street? Can only sign on Main Street. Only it's actually the only window on Main Street that can be seen from outside of the park. Walt's window. No, Walt's is at the end of the. Park. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I don't know. I'm just guessing. You were close. Walt has two windows. Walt has the first window, which is the only one you can see. It's called Walt Disney Railroad Office, keeping dreams on track, Walter E. Disney. And he also has the one that faces the castle. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's the one you can see, I guess. All right. What is the number on the fire department in Town Square? Like all fire departments around the world. Is it have 56? 55? 50, 55. I'm trying to think of Disneyland number. 55. I say 71. Kevin's right. 71. For the other Magic Kingdom was open. Hmm. You're sleeping with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sharing my, my trivia. The book is stored in my house. <laughs> and I haven't read it. All right. One of the largest animated props at Walt Disney World can be found in the Magic in a Magic Kingdom attraction. What is it and where is it? One of the largest animated and props. Animated props. At Walt Disney World can be found in a Magic Kingdom attraction. I'm going to guess inside Splash Mountain, and it's the, the riverboat. River I was going to say the same oh, thing, yeah, the yeah. riverboat. Awesome. You guys got it right. It's the riverboat. Um, it is 26 feet wide, 22 feet high, and has 12 singing animatronic characters. Chickens. I always love those gospel chickens. <laughs> They get so into it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts of the ride when you come around and they're joyously singing. All right, here's our last trivia question. How many people were in a Walt Disney World theme park on November 15th, 1999? How many people were in a Walt Disney World theme park? None. None. Uh, okay, none. I, I don't know. None? Correct. The answer is zero. The parks were closed for the first time ever. Oh, that's right. Floyd. Because it looked like he was going to hit us as a Category 5. Right, exactly. And then it hung a left and went to South Carolina. We didn't even get a drop of rain. We had to get it from work. And it was like, you know, we were all out... That was very cool. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Uh, as he said, better with pictures, but okay. That comes from little-known facts, <laughs> little-known facts about well-known places. Walt Disney World edition by Lori Flannery. For those watching, that's what it looks like. And we'll put a note to. It. We'll put a link to it in the show notes page. I'm sure it must be available on Amazon or any of those other good places. So maybe your bookshop sale table. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Dis Unplugged. Of course, we're going to be. Doing another segment coming up in about 15, 20 minutes with uh, Orlando Sentinel theme parks reporter Duane Bevel talking about what's coming up over the next few years here in Orlando and what we think the impact might be. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And uh, that'll do it. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Stay safe, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.